This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast, Bill McMinn, along with Mark Hassettler, uh, talking today about forgiveness. And really, I was doing uh, teaching theology, and they were teaching about sanctification, and that part of sanctification would be unity to Christ. And then they were also got into just being forgiving as part of being connected with Christ and part of us growing in God. And yeah. then they brought up different uh, concepts. Uh, one of the questions they asked was, can you forgive somebody who doesn't repent? So really, that's kind of what brought up this whole topic today. Can was, you well, forgive somebody you, that doesn't? Yeah. Do you yeah. have to really, you know, forgive someone who's not going to be repentant of what they did? So yeah. that's a good question, and, and we'll talk about it. It but is a good question. Our, my concept of forgiveness is going to come out of Matthew 18, because this is where Peter asked the famous question, you know, how often do you forgive? Three? No, it's 70, seven times. Or up to seven. He says, no, it's up to seven times 70, right? So, mm-hmm. so then Peter came to Jesus in Matthew 18, 21. How many times shall I forgive my brother or sister <laughs> who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times, or seven times 70, either way, indefinite. Therefore, mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with the servants, and he began the settlement of a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, who was, and that was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. And the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Now, that that's forgiveness right there. You cancel the debt. And the interesting yeah. thing about that is that guy can never pay it back. And there are sometimes people offend you, hurt you. Mm-hmm. They're never going to make that right. Yeah. There's no way to make that right. So, really, forgiveness is really the only option that you're going to let it go. And then the expectation in this passage was this man would then go forgive someone else, which he didn't do. So then he got back in trouble, and then basically Jesus said, if you're not going to be forgiven, you're not going to get forgiven. So yeah. obviously it's a super important topic. Yeah, because that points back to the fundamental aspect of providing forgiveness, of right. extending forgiveness is right. you have to first embrace forgiveness for yourself before this makes this before this can even start making sense to you. You have to you have to come to the forgiveness Jesus offers us, right? And you have to correct, f- which is different than forgiving yourself because yes, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. people say, "Why well, forgive myself?" And quite frankly, I don't know how much bearing that holds. Yeah. In other words, if I hurt you, right? Me forgiving myself for hurting you, well, what is it? What does that matter? I'm not, it's it's not even an issue Mm. of me forgiving myself. Mm. I need to be forgiven by the other person and certainly God. Now, maybe the other person never forgive you and that's on them, but you do everything you can to make amends. I think the idea, Bill, I think the idea, if I'm speaking for somebody else, I think the idea is, is I'm holding, I'm, I'm walking around depressed, lifeless because of what I did in the past. Right. And it's affecting growth. It's affecting the way I'm moving forward in my life. Right. And so we've kind of couched this term that said, forgive yourself. Right. Where you're right, biblically, there's really no biblical precedence for... Well, no, you're never told to forgive yourself. Forgiving yourself, right? (laughs) So, but I think what you're doing is, is you're... Right. Right. You're you're encouraging. If I were to say something like that, for right. example, I would be saying I'm encouraging you to let that go in your life. Like you just said, cancel that debt right. you have 
in your life against yourself. <laughs> I think if you're at that point, I mean, obviously, then you would probably be at a point of making amends and repenting and changing your ways. Mm -hmm. You're doing your part in it. In other words, if I've hurt somebody, and I have in, in the mm -hmm. past, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I don't do that again. It's not really mm -hmm. about me forgiving myself. It's about as much as it's about me changing change and not doing yeah. right, not exactly. doing the things that hurt someone else, because mm -hmm. I honestly don't want to live a self-centered mm -hmm. son of a gun who only cares about myself. Mm -hmm. I want to be sensitive to the world around me. And it, whether it's my wife, my children, my grandchild, my coworkers, yeah. friends, I, uh, to me, how I treat them, I'm, I'm concerned with, them and not just me. So sometimes I've, I laugh about the concept of forgiving myself. Not if, if that means I'm just going to do whatever I want. I forgive myself and it, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. If you're saying I'm going to forgive myself from the perspective of, hey, I did everything I can. I've made amends. Mm -hmm. I've repented. I'm a changed person. I'm not the same person anymore. There's no more that you can do. Yep. You just got to do what you can do. And so exactly it, no matter right. how you term it, if you're doing what you can do, I think that's a good thing. But one thing that I like about this passage is it helps you understand what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is canceling a debt. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you don't owe me anything anymore. So typically the way that we think, and that's why we say things like even the score, you know, I'm going to even the score. Yeah. Because you feel mm -hmm. like if somebody hurt you or deeply offended you, that they owe you something now. And so then my opportunity would be I'm going to make them – I'm going to make them pay for that. Mm -hmm. uh, you could do that in marriage by constantly reminding them, by being mm -hmm. giving them the cold shoulder. Yep. Uh, you might do other things to make somebody else's life hard because you haven't forgiven them because you're trying to pay them back for something. Mm -hmm. When I forgive you, I'm not asking you to pay me back anymore. I'm just canceling. Uh, I'm sure. canceling a debt. I'm letting it go. Now, I think, I, think go it's important, I think it's important to bring this up, though, in that regard is when you offer forgiveness, I don't think what you're doing is, is removing a consequence. I don't think what you're doing when you offer forgiveness is, is um, uh, not seeking justice for a wrong done. I think that's still a possibility. You know, so, if, so for example, if I have an abusive spouse, if I choose to forgive them in my heart, that doesn't mean that I don't still pursue some sort of an act of justice for what they've done against me in, in, in hurting property or stealing property or something like that. You still are able to do that. It's not like you, you're holding on to unforgiveness if you pursue justice for that person it, or for well, the I mean, action. It, for, let's face it, for most of us, we're not in that kind of situation. I mean, that would be That's pretty true. rare as far as most people that I know are not seeking some type of justice or protection. I don't even think most people would be seeking justice. They would probably be seeking protection. So they would have a restraining order. Mm -hmm. They would mm -hmm. get themselves out of that situation and they're going to let it go. Okay. And then I'm not trying to get the last dime I can out of you or something yeah. like that. For I'm not example, talking about legal matters, like somebody going through a divorce at times where they feel like, well, you know, I have to be loving, I have to be forgiving, and they allow the other person to take them to the cleaners because they wouldn't defend themselves, they wouldn't get a lawyer. I've told people in hard situations, you need a lawyer. It's a legal matter, get a lawyer. Mm. Yeah. But these are not the issues, you know, for this podcast. You know, the issues for this podcast mm -hmm. is, no, I'm offended, you hurt my feelings, and now what am I going to do about that? Okay. Or I've done something, you know, maybe I yelled, or maybe I... Uh, did something to my wife that would make me less trustworthy. And that, that could be a number of things. It could be uh, unfaithfulness. 
hopefully not. Yeah. But I'm saying that that, that's one that we obviously, uh, in dealing with other couples, that's one that we see, or anger issues, or whatever it is, or you're keeping secrets, you're uh, uh, have a gambling addiction, you know, whatever it may be. And next thing you know, you've got a, you've got a real rift going between people. So me Mm -hmm. forgiving somebody would be, let's say if a couple husband and wife, somebody cheats, okay, now you're going to be forgiving that person. What that would mean is, yeah, I'm not going to make you pay. I'm not doing anything. Once you choose to forgive that person, you are, in fact, giving up my rights for me personally to make you pay for that. I'm just going to forgive you, and I'm going to let you go. Not saying that some other organization or entity is not going to bring something about. But as far as me, and it would furthermore mean I'm not going to remind you of it. And I've seen relationships ruined right here where a woman went away. Uh, left her husband, uh, she was cheating on him, and then she repented, she came back, she became a Christian, actually, at that point. He'd remind her every day, I mean, every day. But but the thing is, as soon as you took her back, that's that's a step of forgiveness. Yeah. I'm not saying you're going to forget it, but you should not be throwing this in her face every day because yeah. what you're doing at this point is you're making them pay. You feel bad. Yeah. You want a lot of times what you want, you want that person to feel as awful as you do. So if somebody hurts mm-hmm. you, you want them to know what it feels That's like. A great point. And yep. what that pain is. So now you want to stick it back to them yep. to make them feel it. What I'm saying is that is a dangerous move when you're talking about relationships and restoration and peace. And you're starting to get into an area you don't belong in. Vengeance mm-hmm. is mine, saith the Lord. I will mm-hmm. repay. You're supposed to return evil for good. That's what the Bible teaches yep. us to do. Yep. So to me, the forgiveness aspect is I'm not making you pay, including I'm not reminding you over and over again about what you did. If I said I let it go, I'm not saying I never think about it. I'm just saying I'm not going to talk to you about it. Yep. I'm just going to leave it be. And that Old Testament par- uh, passage... I believe it's in Jeremiah, Well, where God talks about the new covenant. He says something that's very surprising. He says, I will remember your sins no more. Right. Do you think God forgets what we did, really? I don't as, think that's what he's saying. As, as far think, as consequence and penalty, yes. Yes. Right. But I, do, I think you could say he's not going to rehearse your sins anymore. He's not going to bring them up in well, front man, of you there's, there's, anymore. He's not going to... Right? Yeah. Well, he's I mean, not going to remember your sins. So what I'm saying is, is if you're if you're making the decision to forgive, and you should, um, you're making the commitment that says I'm not going to keep that in a bag somewhere. And when we get into an argument, I'm not going to go back into that bag and bring this out again right. and say, Hey, here's this. Remember what you did against me? Right. Stop doing that. Right. You know, uh, that that would not be forgiveness. That mm-hmm. would be lacking forgiveness because mm-hmm. you're reminding them of what they did. And what happens is if you're, let's say you're on the other side of it and you know what you did was wrong and you already feel like a heel about it, you don't need somebody piling on. And I've always That's felt right. this way. I remember a couple of right. long time ago and they came in and they had both recovered from the same sin. The guy relapsed back after months clean of it. He relapsed back for a moment back into the old pattern repent it uh the wife then was mad at me because i wouldn't pile on (laughs) because i just wouldn't beat the tar out of the guy you know verbally and tell him what a lousy was i'm like i didn't have to tell him that because he already knew that so what what more do i have to say he already felt horribly Mm -hmm. about it it's not for me or her to pile on at that point right because what happens is if you keep reminding someone who's truly repentant what they did they feel like 
there's no hope. They feel like I, I can't get over it. You feel completely judged. You feel like you have somebody on your case all the time. It's like, I already feel bad about it. I'm already trying to make it right. I don't mm-hmm. need to be reminded to make it right. I'm already moving in that direction. And I think it actually makes it extremely difficult yep. to overcome. And this again, and, and this is a significant debt that this king forgives. This mm-hmm. guy couldn't yeah. pay this probably in a thousand lifetimes wouldn't be able to pay this debt. Mm-hmm. There were, it was impossible. And there are certain things I could never make up ever. And yep. there's certain things that happen to you, certain things happen to me. No one's ever going to make up for that. Yep. It just is something that happens like, okay, well, that's what happened. That's right. right. Now, I, I can't do anything about it. I can only forgive. I want to go back to that point. I was trying to find that scripture. I think it's Second Second Corinthians 2, uh, where Paul says, um, the punishment inflicted on him, the one that was the, offend- right. the offender, he says, uh, by the majority is sufficient. Now, instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him. Right. So that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Right. Because he's repentant. He he repented. Right. Now, instead of heaping on, right. you know, that thing you were talking about right there, I think, and and like you were just saying, it's a debt he can't repay. Right. Honestly, he right. just can't. He did it. It's done. Release him of it. Right. Move on. Right. Bring and him in. Is, comfort him. Well, know? let's face it. I mean, it's a very complex issue. I mean, we're talking about forgiveness and, and case by case. I mean, you have to figure out what the right thing to do is. But I can guarantee you this. You not want to be stuck there. Whatever that hurt is, no matter what happened, there's no point in rehearsing it over and oh, over no. and over again. And I said, like my one buddy, he said, if you don't forgive them, you're giving that person free rent in your head. Like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would I want something that's miserable that happened to me? Yep. Be, me be thinking about that all the time. I don't want to, I yep. don't want to. So mm-hmm. the question then is, should we, should we forgive if the person doesn't repent? Because God expects us to repent, right? Go out and preach yes. repentance and forgiveness in my name, repentance, proceeding forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So I look at that and say, well, sure. I mean, if, if there's a relationship issue, it's going to be way easier to move on if you actually repented and changed your ways. Most people that I have found in this world are actually, and especially in American mindset, are actually forgiving. Are, as society as a whole, uh, I think they tend to be, the church certainly through mm-hmm. Christ, we, we tend to be. Yeah. So you don't want to... You know, in, in that, from that perspective, we are, we do tend to be forgiving, but it's easier when the person actually sees what they did is wrong and stop hurting you. I'm going to have a tough time. Like if you do the same thing to me mm-hmm. every day, you're in here stealing money out of my wallet after a while, honestly, like, okay, but you keep doing it. So how can we be close? Like, I'm going to be hiding my stuff from you. I'm going to be, and I'm being absurd, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be hiding stuff from you. I'm going to be keeping, I'm going to be staying away from you because you're just going to be sitting here hurting me over and over and over again. So should I forgive someone if they don't repent? Yes, because I don't want to be stuck there and I don't want to give them free rent in my head. So I'm going to forgive you whether you repent or not. I've had plenty of people. I had one guy tell me one time, he goes, in fact, he goes, not only am I not going to say I'm sorry, I do it all over again if I had a chance. If you give me a chance to do the same thing all over again, I, I, I do it. I do it all over again. Yeah. He obviously did not feel badly for what he did. He's not going to repent. I forgave him anyway. Yeah. You know, because I'm okay. Well, you're not going to be repent, but I'm going to do mm-hmm. my part. I'm only responsible for me and what I do. So obviously, you know, at that I point, think it's, I'm going to let it go. Absolutely. Because what you're doing then by doing that, what you just said, by extending forgiveness in your heart right. without Without anything happening from the other person, right. is you're uh, you're actually opening yourself up then 
to when and if that other person decides to repent and comes to you for reconciliation, you're ready. Your heart's not poisoned. Right. You, because you hold on to unforgiveness, your heart's... Your heart, well, you just get bitter toward that person. You right. resent them. You're just going to push them away. It doesn't matter how sincere or genuine they are. You're not going to be able to hear it because your heart is hardened against that person. Right. The parallel to this passage in Matthew um, 18 is Luke 17, where Jesus actually says to them, watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. Right. That was a shocking scripture to me right? because I'm kind of like what you just said. I'm kind of like blanket, hey, just offer forgiveness. I mean, because that's going to be the best for you. Right. Jesus, in talking about this, actually presents a, a condition on this. Right. If he repents, forgive, you know? Right. And then he goes on to say, even if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times returns to you and says, I repent. You must forgive him. Correct. <laughs> but you're not realistically going to have any kind of relationship with that nope. person because they won't. You're going to put distance yep. between you and that person because you can't have a relationship with someone you don't trust. And here's a yep. lot of confusion, mm-hmm. I believe, when it comes down to forgiveness. Uh, there was one person and, and uh, he had done something wrong and somebody in the church came up and said, you, you, you don't forgive them. I said, I forgave them in a heartbeat. That was nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them. Absolutely. They're not trustworthy. They have a track record of proving they can't be trusted. And I'm not going to trust them because I don't have to trust somebody who's untrustworthy. Nowhere in the Bible is it going to tell me yep. to just be that person to open myself up. My goodness. I mean, if you're a car mechanic and you lie to me and you rip me off, you think I'm going back? Mm-mm. Hey, be forgiving. Go back. So you can do this again and again. No. I don't think so. Absolutely. I'll forgive. And then, Hey, I'm not going to hold. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's yeah. a, there's a big difference. And here's another thing too. When you repent, you, or when you, when you're forgiving someone, you got to realize it's a process at times. And when I've found in my life at one time, Man, it, it, what the person did to me created such a storm within me, like emotionally, like I felt that storm. And I would pray about it, and I prayed about it every day for months, and I just prayed because I didn't understand. I went to God and prayed and said, God, I forgive them. And I went to the person and said, I forgive them. Mm-hmm. Both cases, and the storm's still there. I'm like, well, why is this storm here? Because I already forgave them. Yeah. But emotionally, I had to pray and pray and pray. So every day mm-hmm. I just pray about this, pray about this, pray about this, until finally the storm was gone. And typically I know that forgiveness is complete when I don't feel anything about it. Yeah. Like I can talk about what happened mm-hmm. and the hurt that happened where, you, yeah, it would it would really, really stung me at one point in my life. I can talk about it and there's no emotion connected mm-hmm. to it. It's just something mm-hmm. that happened. I've let it go totally. I'm not fired up about it. There's no no wood on the fire. There's just nothing mm-hmm. there. And I like it to get to that point. Absolutely. Like, there was, that's good. There was somebody I wrote and I, w- I read, and I just wish I could remember who, who wrote this, but I can't. But he said, there's a difference between forgiving with your head and your gut. Right. Usually you can forgive with your head immediately. Right. But it takes months for your gut, G-U-T, to 
to follow that right. that head decision. Right. Because your gut stores memory. It stores like you what it means is, is you're the the inner the inner workings of your spirit, you know? Right. That that you you hold on to things, you know. Well, I think it, too there's a legitimate pain. Like if if somebody yeah. shoots me in the shoulder and I hey, I forgive you for shooting me, it doesn't mean my shoulder doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Or mm-hmm. if you broke my leg or did something else, it doesn't mean it doesn't take me time to recover from that. And emotionally, spiritually, sometimes there's a wound there. It just takes time to heal. And, yeah. and we got to realize that, that just because I said the words doesn't mean that I'm automatically healed mm-hmm. and I feel no pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, and in those cases, again, I've just, and they're rare. I mean, I haven't had a ton of that, fortunately, but I just keep praying about it, keep praying about it, keep praying about it, keep praying about it until the storm's gone. Mm-hmm. And it does leave. And and yep. you do get better and you do heal and you do move on. Yeah. But forgiveness is not trust. And forgiveness also doesn't mean I'm condoning it. Right. It doesn't yeah. say just because I, you know, Jesus Christ forgave those on the when he was on the cross. Right. And Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He's not condoning it. Mm-hmm. That violence that deception, all the ugliness around it, yeah. it's not condoned. I actually think that's a great illustration of how right. we should do it. Right. Because Jesus himself, from the cross, said, Father, forgive him. He had a disposition of forgiveness. Right. That forgiveness, though, wasn't transactionally, didn't transactionally take place until the other person came and sought that forgiveness. Like me and you right now, we come to the Lord. There was a place in time in our life where we came to him and transactionally speaking, said, forgive my sins. Right. And you know what he did? He forgave my sins. Right. But you know what he did? He forgave those sins 2,000 years before I ever even asked him. Right. They're already done. They're already forgiven. Positionally, it's already done. Right. But I had to come to that place before I could actually receive the benefits of that forgiveness. I had to come to the place where I was repentant and 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 coming to I think it's such a key to forgiveness is when you're the other side of forgiveness. Like I can forgive you, but to forgive a repentant person is so much easier because oh they're not gosh. Yeah. wounding me. They they mm-hmm. realize what they did. And sometimes that's what you got to see as a husband, wife, a friend, a coworker. You got to see the harm that you're doing and stop doing it, yep. whether it's drinking or something. I mean, I've had people, I've just begged them, please stop doing this. Like your behavior Every time you open a beer, man, it's it's putting a dagger in your wife's heart because she knows your looser your lips are loose mm-hmm. and you're gonna start saying stuff to her mm-hmm. you shouldn't be saying. So she knows as soon as you put that beer in your hand, I would encourage them, you gotta change that. You yeah. gotta change that behavior yep. pattern. You're hurting your spouse. You shouldn't be hurting your spouse. Yep. So that I mean, I, I'm very simplistic. If I'm doing something that's driving a wedge between me and my wife, I shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I should seek peace and do the right thing, right? But that repentance yeah. is huge. I mean, it, it's just because then for that guy, if he was repentant, he would see the harm he was doing. He would actually see it, mm-hmm. realize that what he's doing, acknowledge it's wrong, and quit doing it. Yeah. And we're not making a comment about drinking. We're just making a comment about that guy mm-hmm. was drinking, mm-hmm. and that man was harming his wife as a result of his drinking. Therefore, he shouldn't have been doing that, and he should have seen the harm he was doing. And he had me and another guy from church literally begging him to please stop, mm. please stop, please stop. He, because he turned, we could see it. Yeah, yeah because when, when that 
bottle opened, he turned into a different person and and be, ended up hurting his his wife. You know? Right. The, you're trying to restore a relationship because of all the brokenness and things that had happened. You're trying to restore it. And that just wasn't the way to restore that relationship. Yeah. So yeah. I think forgiveness is a super important issue. It is canceling a debt and letting it go. It means I'm not reminding you all over again. It doesn't mean, obviously, repentance is going to help rebuild trust. Without mm-hmm. repentance, I'm not going to be able to trust you because you got to see what you're doing is wrong. And for me, forgiving you is not condoning. It's not saying I'm okay with what you did. That's right. It's just saying I'm not going to live there. I'm not going to be stuck there. I'm not going to be a bitter mm-hmm. person. I'm just moving on. And sometimes I've, I've found a lot of times in life, I've, I haven't even said anything. Sometimes people have done something that really upset me. I never even said a thing about it. I just let it go. Mm. Let it go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, let powerful. it go. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's forgiveness. It's letting it go. And hopefully you're able to do that and uh, that we've said some things in here that will be helpful to you on that on that matter and this pattern. The issue of forgiveness, it's huge. Mm-hmm. We're heading into the Christmas season. I hope that you have a blessed Christmas season. Yeah. Hope that you experience the goodwill of God in your life, the peace of God in your life. You guys all have a great week.